Hi, and welcome to Fuel for the Fire, where we fan the flames of faithfulness and truthfulness in the Christian's life. This is Tom Mollahan. I'm, I'm the host of our time here together, and today we're talking about courage in times of change. I think it's pretty obvious that uh, the time in which we're living currently is a time of drastic change, very rapid change. Uh, life today is, is, is actually very different than it was just a couple of years ago, uh, two years ago, uh, let alone 10 years ago and 20 years ago uh, and beyond. Uh, digital advancement and uh, the reliance on social media, uh, things happening in the world around us, not just domestically, where we still are working through the effects of economic uh, radical upheavals and so forth, and uh, the the things that are happening on a global scale uh, that uh, could have potentially a lot of impact in regard to even our lives, the lives of our loved ones. So changes happening, and 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 that, of course, are, are the the those are the the backdrops of change that we're all facing, and then there are the individual versions of change too that we're dealing with: um, job loss, uh, serious illness, whether cancer or COVID, um, just uh, just changing expect expectations, having to try to manage life on on uh, fewer resources with. Uh, uh, with more responsibilities and so forth. All of these changes taking place are taking a toll on people. And uh, even for Christians, we are struggling with how to uh, face that. And uh, of course, there have been a lot of different responses. There's often a lot of finger pointing and vilifying and so forth. Uh, and in some cases, Christians are facing some unique changes of their own in, in, in terms of having uh, perhaps having confidence uh, in certain leaders and so forth and finding that that uh, some of those people aren't the people we thought they were and, and so on. And all of the, the, the damage that that kind of thing can happen, uh, can have for a, a, a believer such as ourselves, just facing change in general is always a hard thing. But when we face change in um, in a in a deluge, a flooding of multiple things, drastic things, big things happening all at once, it can be more than overwhelming. It can be uh, almost catastrophic if we're not facing it with the the mind and the heart and attitude of faith that God calls us to. When facing change, of course, there are certain things that we don't want to do. Um, we uh, definitely don't want to fall into patterns of panic where we make hasty decisions with potentially disastrous consequences. Uh, sometimes we um, respond reactively to the things that are happening around us and to us, and we'll say things, we'll do things that, uh, that actually have long-range effects upon our lives or the lives of our loved ones, uh, things that we didn't think about at the time, uh, but obviously lead to things that uh, we really did not imagine or hope for our, ourselves. Uh, the panic is always a, just a poor choice in terms of responding to change and, and so forth. And let, me, let me say this too. Uh, when we're in times and, and in seasons of change, we, we face the unknown. And when facing the unknown, we often will respond with fear. It's actually almost a, an instinct on our part, a human reaction to uh, the unknown when it comes upon us. 
uh, to feel fear and to respond in fear. And so panic is a is clearly a, a, a uh, it's an understandable response, but unfortunately, it is never a good response. Uh, we don't want to panic. We don't want to isolate ourselves to the point of uh, losing effectiveness. So Christians, we uh, are intended by God to be fruitful. We're intended by God to make a difference in the world around us. We're intended by God to to be. Uh, as Jesus describes it, a kind of salt in the world around us, our culture, the love, uh, the, the holiness that, to which he calls us through Jesus Christ. These, these are things that God actually intends to uh, change in the world around us through our lives. But if we isolate, isolate ourselves um, in, in, a, in, a, in an emotional or spiritual or social bunker of some kind, we lose opportunities to to affect the world around us. And so, as believers, God intends for us to make a difference. And isolating ourselves to the point of losing our effectiveness is never the ideal. It is not for which you've been created or for which I've been created. It is not God's intention that we become isolated, but that we have impact and effect on those around us. And in, in terms of facing change, believers, those who are Christians, those who who claim to to know Jesus Christ and to um, learn his ways and, and, and to live the kind of life he wants them to live by the power of his Holy Spirit, Christians should be leading the way in terms of how to handle change as it comes upon us. Um, and often, unfortunately, um, those who bear the name Christian sometimes are as demonstrating as much fear as every any, anybody and everybody else around them. Um, so uh, we 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 are to be leaders in in regard to facing change. Not that we're always um, leading the the change per se, uh, especially with things in the happening in the world, things that God permits to happen in the world around us. But in terms of how we respond to it, how people should respond to those things, Christians should demonstrate. Uh, and I'll get to how how that works in a little bit. But Christians should demonstrate um, how to handle the uncertainties of change. Uh, nor should Christians go on the offensive by being offensive. In a sense, Christians are called to be on the offensive in terms of proactively engaging change and, and letting God use them to let that change move in, in a better and right direction. But sometimes we get confused on what that means, and we think that sometimes going on the offensive means that we are offensive, and um, we'll say that uh, we're simp- that we're speaking truth when we're maybe speaking some things that are true, but we're doing so arrogantly or proudly or obnoxiously or demeaningly or patronizing or whatever word you want to use there. And we'll speak in such a way that that uh, cuts other people. And um, so it being offensive is not the same thing as going on the offensive. And, and, and Christians in particular should know how important it is uh, to follow the admonition from the Word of God to, when we speak truth, to speak the truth in love. And uh, so it's uh, another point for us as believers to uh, go on the offensive but not be offensive as, as we do it I'll, I'll, although I'll say this too sometimes speaking the truth even in the most loving way will still be heard in uh, the wrong way by people who don't want to hear truth uh, but let's not add uh, ammunition to people who would criticize us for speaking truth by speaking truth offensively let us speak it with 
love and uh, demonstrate love to not just speak it, but also demonstrate it uh, so that we disarm their complaints and arguments against Christians. Um, and one other thing that we ought not do as Christians in terms of facing fear and facing the unknown is to place our trust in temporal things or people uh, over God and his word. And um, well, sometimes we like shortcuts, we like silver bullets, and we have people who will say the right things to us and we'll put our confidence in them. But it's very important that we not place our confidence in terms of, uh, of, uh, of, of victory, in terms of facing uh, change and so forth. It's important that we not place our confidence in people who um, are not God basically, or plans or programs. It's, it's good sometimes to have programs and plans, and it's great to have uh, leaders we can trust and so forth, but we have to remember, too, that all of these things are either temporal um, or uh, they're, uh, they're just simply not God, and they can't answer every need that we're going to face. And we have to look beyond the person, no matter how great they may be. We have to look beyond the promises that they make. We have to look beyond uh, our programs and remember that there's a God behind it all that we can place our trust in and um, need to lean on in terms of facing change so that that change um, moves in directions that God desires for it to. And they remind all of this reminds me of change that was taking place for the people of God in the, in the Bible. In Joshua chapter 1, the people of God are about ready to uh, embark in a new phase in their journey, not only their literal journey, but their spiritual journey as well. They're actually on a physical journey in the sense that they'd left the slavery and bondage of Egypt four decades before, and they're getting, they're, they've been kind of waiting on God, and, and they've gone through some ups and downs and so forth. There was a time when fear dominated them, and they made choices and decisions that were uh, the result of that fear. And because they didn't look to God or place their confidence in God, they suffered some, uh, the, the consequences of some very bad decision-making on their part. Uh, so in Joshua chapter 1, as God says, okay, it's time. I want you now to go into some of the things that I have prepared for you and that I've promised for you. And, you, and this, this change is going to bring them face-to-face -face with some of the things that they feared in the past. Uh, fears of, uh, of, of, of opposition, uh, fears of resistance, fears for their lives as they face people who intend to do harm to them and, and, and drive them off or kill them if they can. Uh, fears of the unknown in terms of how, how they're going to sustain themselves. Fears of, uh, of not knowing how to answer the question, well, where will we live and, and, and what will the manner of our life be like and so forth. They don't know the answers to this and yet God calls them to step out and to uh, respond with uh, courage. And so um, the idea today is largely that we are, as Christians, we as the people of God, be a people who demonstrate courage in the times of change that we're facing right now. The change is indisputable. It's happening. We all know it's happening. And, and, but we also know that there's a myriad of ways that people are facing uh, the, that change, and then for the most part, as far as Christians go, there's uh, there's efforts to to kind of just reach out, lash out, and do whatever, or to, to hunger down, so to speak, and and to hide and hope the change passes by or leaves us alone. Uh, but uh, but God is not surprised by the changes taking place, and 
there is a very real sense in which he says to his children, the Christians, I want you to look to me and to trust me now. Even in Joshua chapter 1, 9, as he's preparing to take uh, the children of Israel, the people of God, over into this land that he's promised them, and he singles out Joshua to be the successor of Moses as the leader of the people of God. So Joshua, in, the, in this regard, is kind of like the point man in terms of how to respond to the change that they're facing. And God basically tells him, listen, Joshua, and he says it three times in a very short, very uh, small passage. Uh, I want you to be strong and courageous. I want you to be strong and courageous. And the bottom line is that as they follow God, as they follow his word, that God is going to show up for them. And God is going to preserve for them a path through this this season of change. And he's going to bring to them things that they'll need and, and victories that they don't expect and he's going to guide them and take care of them through the the season of change. And, and he'll actually help them to arrive where they need to be and where they really want to be, even though they don't know what it looks like yet. And there, there is, for us, the same kind of um, relationship that God, as he leads us through seasons of change, there is a place, there is a destiny, there is a destination that God intends to bring us Two, and that ultimately is this, that even if we're physically remaining in the same place, I live in southern Ohio, so this is my home, and even if I never leave here, never move away from here, that, uh, that there's still a spiritual journey taking place, and there is a spiritual destination to which he's bringing me, and that is a, a close relationship with himself. He wants me to come to a fuller realization of his love and his power and his presence in my life. And so there is a journey even if I physically never move. But in some cases, as is the case for uh, the people of God here, it, there's a literal journey too and a destination that they're going to arrive at and, uh, and get planted in a place that God has prepared for them. But they've got to trust him. And he says to Joshua, Joshua, I want you to, I want you to go and I want you to be strong and courageous. I want you to go boldly. And I'm, I, and when I was thinking about the word courage, um, I was thinking about how that breaks down. We as, as God's people, I said this before, we as God's people are to demonstrate leadership here, demonstrate courage. And courage looks like this. It's, um, and you could even make an acronym of it. Courage is, first of all, confidence in God. Being confident in God, we're confident that God is who He says He is. That God is holy and that He's He's unique. He's alone, He alone is worthy of worship and devotion and love uh, as God. And that not only that we're not only confident of who He is, but we're confident in His um, promises to us. We're confident that as He speaks to us, that He isn't just blowing air. That He is faithful to keep His promises. And so when he says, I want, I'm going to guide you, I'm going to lead you, I'm going to protect you, which he, he says in various forms in this passage, actually in Joshua 1, that he's going, to, uh, he's going to show up and he's going to provide everything that we need and he's going to protect and guide us in, into all the things that we, needed to be, we need to be guided into. So there, we, we are to be a people who are confident in God. We call that faith. I'm confident in God. I, I'm going to... I'm going to believe him. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to follow him, which leads us to the next word 
uh, for our acronym for courage, and that is obedience to God's word. Actually, in that passage, as even as he tells Joshua, be strong and courageous, he carefully explains to him in several verses, like verses 7 and 8, for example, how important it is to obey the word of God. We need to be confident in God. We need to we need to practice obedience to the word of God. We need to care what God says and to listen to what God says. And the listening isn't just seeing it, reading it in, in the Bible. It's also taking taking hold of it and actually putting it into practice. In terms of uh, uh, the um, the hearing of God's word, when you hear, it's understood that you're going to obey him also. Um, in the... In, the, in, the, in our relationship with God, we hear God at times, we'll hear him speak every time we, at church maybe, or in a podcast, or a song, or we just a devotional book, we'll see these promises, we'll read these words, uh, and we hear when we believe them, and we act on them, and we, we, now we may, the words may come to us, we may hear them with our ears, or we may read them with our eyes, and we disregard them, that's not really hearing God uh, because there is, it does not render, it, do, it doesn't turn into obedience. So hearing God is, is obeying God. We have confidence in God, we obey God, and there is, as, uh, as God speaks to us through his word, he wants us to trust him and to uh, perhaps uh, begin to put into practice the things he's been saying to us through his word. As we're confident in him and we're obeying him, we need to be careful to obey him promptly. There is an urgency. That's the third word in the acronym for courage. We're confident, we're obeying him, and there is an urgency in obeying him promptly. We, we, he speaks to us. We obey him, uh, and full obedience requires that we just simply go ahead and do what he says. We, we put into practice the things that we understand him to be saying in his word. We begin to employ those attitudes and actions and, and say the words that correspond with what his word tells us, the Bible tells us. There's an urgency in obeying promptly. Can you imagine, as God was speaking to Joshua, I want you to go into this land that I promised you and your people, and I want you to be strong and courageous. If uh, Joshua just kind of lingered for a while and, and just waited until he felt like it, until it was convenient. Uh, we don't obey God when it's convenient. We obey God when he speaks. So there's an urgency in obeying him promptly, uh, and it's important that, uh, that we do so when he makes it the right time. And he'll speak when it's the right time to respond. He'll speak, and it's in that moment that we must step out and trust him and put into practice the faith we say we have or pretend to have. I hope it's more than pretend. I, I, I hope, and that's, I, I suppose that's actually how you know it, whether it's pretend or it's real. It's, uh, it's when it turns into action and obedience. So, and urgent obedience, or yeah, urgent obedience, immediate obe obedience. So we're confident, we're obeying him, we're, we recognize the urgency of the prompt obedience, and then we advance. That's the, uh, the next word in the acronym, C-O-U-R-A. We advance into promised territory. Um, verse 2 in Joshua 1, he tells Joshua that uh, uh, I'm going, having you, I want you to arise and go over this river, you and all those people, it's the Jordan River, into the land that I'm giving to them, the people of Israel. 
uh, we advance into the promised territory. And, that, and what that means, you know, even if we're not looking at a physical change in location, so to speak, what it means for us spiritually is that we advanced in, into places of spiritual, emotional, uh, moral victory that we haven't known before. We're advancing into better relationships, not just because everybody else decided to get their act together and treat us nice, but because we're taking responsibility for our part in relationships and our part in in things happening in the world. We're advancing into promised territory, confident that God is in charge, that confident confident that God is uh, is faithful to us, and we're we're just going to do the right thing, trusting God to handle the outcome of those things and we advance into the promised territory and then as God begins to respond to our obedience respond to our faith respond to our courage uh, we we give him the credit we this is when God begins to heal a, a broken relationship and and because I'm fully now owning my part in that relationship or maybe I'm fully uh, showing up at work whereas before I was just always doing the minimal now I'm doing what I can do, and I contribute what honors God in my work ethic and my, or in my family relationships, the family duties and whatever it is. Uh, because I'm advancing into these promised territories, you know, victory, and maybe uh, improved relationships, maybe a better job opportunity or a pay raise, or just recognition as a, as a person who, who has a integrity. I, I give God glory for it. You know, I didn't come where I am. I didn't arrive where I am because I deserve it or because I'm so smart. Uh, I am where I am because God's so good and God is faithful. And uh, he, he showed up and he's helping me to understand, even though I'm weak, even though I don't always understand everything, he's helping me and he'll help you too. We give God glory. God is great. God is good. He's awesome. And uh, uh, and it's just really a matter of giving God the credit for the advancing that he allows us to have. And then finally, the last letter in the word courage is that we encourage others to trust in God. Uh, the E, encourage, the E encourage is to encourage others to trust in God. And you think about what the word encourage means. It means to put courage in to someone else. I encourage them. And uh, that's uh, that's accomplished as we help other people to see the faithfulness of God, to recognize the goodness of God, and to believe in God, to trust God, to take a chance, if you will, on God, and step out in faith as uh, God speaks to them through his word. And so, and so much of this, it, it's it's our words, but so much of it also is our our conduct. And as we trust God, as we're confident in him, and we demonstrate what a confident life is, uh, for other people that I trust God with is I'm going to obey him. I'm going to show up. I'm going to do it now. I'm going to move into uh, these places of life that I've been reluctant to enter into. I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to step out. I'm going to be, I'm going to be faithful to the Lord. And because God is so good, it encourages other people when they see the example. And, you know, we, we don't do that by panicking. We don't do that by isolating ourselves. We don't do that by being offensive uh, because of disregard for other people. And we don't do it because we place our faith in lesser things. We do it because we trust God. And so uh, I, I, my, my thought, my prayer is that in times of change, there is a crisis of leadership 
uh, often, especially, it, and I, I don't want to say especially in the church, but very much often in the church too, a crisis of leadership in which Christian leaders either either they resort to one of the things not to do, they panic or want to withdraw from the world around them to the point that they lose the opportunity to impact the world around them, or they are offensive in their lack of love for others, or they're simply trusting shortcuts and silver bullets, so to speak. Um, there, because so much of the time people in, in also in the church kind of fall into those patterns, uh, just like the rest of the world, uh, we, we, we don't recognize the opportunity that we have as Christians to lead the way uh, and, uh, and the importance of our, of our having courage in these times of change. Christians, we, we have the opportunity for influencing the world around us in some powerful ways. And that's done not just in, in, uh, by having bumper stickers or having a great social media presence. We do it by living life the way God calls us to, by trusting Him, obeying Him, and giving Him the glory. And as we do that, other people take note, and they, they see God honoring that. And they begin to find that the hunger that they may have in life, the, the fears that uh, they've allowed uh, to, um, to control them and so forth, they can only be answered with the answer that God offers through Jesus Christ. So let's be examples. Let's lead the way. Let's show, the, let's show true courage today in our times and places this season of change. You be that person and let Jesus lead through your life. I hope that you can join us again uh, the next time we have uh, Fuel for the Fire, and I'm so glad that you were able to join us today, and I'm, I'm praying for you, and I'm praying that in particular God will uh, help, help you uh, to have true courage. See you next time. Bye.